And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm, I'm going to share some information with you that is going to make some of you happy. It's going to make some of you upset, but I think it's information you need to hear because it's information that is flowing through our national communication space. There is a lot of focus on the economy. There's a ton of focus on the economy. If, if you tune on the news, what are they talking about? They're talking about what's going on in the Middle East. I get that. But they're also talking about the economy. If you tune into other forms of talk radio, one of the things that they're talking about is the economy. Now, we also know that we're coming up on another presidential election. Um, we know this to be true. The current administration has been in place for about three years, and they're about ready to hit their fourth term. So what happens when that occurs? Well, we as a nation, we have a national election every four years to elect a president and a vice president. Now, I'm not going to talk about the senators. I'm not going to talk about the House of Representatives. I'm just talking about the presidential election. It occurs every four years. Now, President Biden has been in office for three years. And from what I can tell, he intends to run for president for another four years. There are a lot of people in our nation that support him. There are a lot of people in this nation that think that President Biden is doing the right thing. However, there is another camp. There are a lot of people in this country that don't think President Biden is doing a good job. Those people are reflecting back on what President Trump did to influence the economy. And they felt that when President Biden came into office, everything changed. President Biden did sign a bunch of executive orders upon taking office. And a lot of those executive orders were directly related to what President Trump had put into place in the, in the economy. This is all factual information that, that you can get yourself. Go out and do the research. Don't take it from me. So here we are, three years into President Biden's journey. And I received something that came from President Trump, former President Trump. I, let's be clear, former President Trump. And we all know that former President Trump is planning to run for election again. I mean, it's it's all over the news, and I think the country is is polarized. I think the country is either you either support Trump or you think Trump is the Antichrist. I think that's really what's going on in the country. And I'm not trying to turn this radio show into a political show because I, I don't really care about the politics. I really don't care. But the politics do impact me as a U.S. citizen. This is what caught my eye that came from Trump. He says, since President Biden took office, overall prices are up 17.6%. That's, that's pretty significant. That's almost 6% per year. That's, that's a pretty high rate of inflation. And that's just, he just says, overall prices, overall pricing on everything. 
He says that food prices are up 20.9%. I think that's true. And here's why I think that's true. I used to be able to go to my supermarket and buy certain goods for a certain price. And I've noticed that those goods have gone up significantly. Let me, let me just give you an example. Chicken thighs. At the supermarket that I frequent, I used to be able to buy chicken thighs for 99 cents a pound. Recently, since the pandemic has occurred and kind of cleared up, chicken thighs now cost me $1.39 a pound. That's a 40 cent increase over the previous price. Now, Trump also says that electricity costs have gone up. I have noticed that my energy costs have actually gone up. Here's the other thing that that Trump says, that rent has gone up 18% overall. Well, because I happen to own real estate and I happen to offer my real estate at market rate prices, I can attest to the fact that I have seen rents go up. Now, I'm not sure that they've gone up necessarily 18% across the board, but I can do the research, and that research does tell me that prices have gone up with regards to rent. I am not trying to polarize anybody. I'm not trying to say one camp is right and one camp is wrong. I am just trying to say that we are experiencing, as United States citizens, an increase in the expenses of our household. The information came from a political campaign. So I have a tendency to believe that the information at, it, at its core level is, is solid. But I also know that politicians have a tendency to embellish the truth, right? So I, I have to take the information that I presented to you with a grain of salt. But on the other hand, the information that was presented to me, I'm, I'm actually seeing real-time results that corroborate the data that I shared with you. I think the biggest piece of information that you need to hear is that the majority of you have a single source of income, and it usually comes as a result of you trading your time and talents for a paycheck. And that paycheck, that paycheck in and of itself is not keeping pace with what is happening with the expenses in your household. Now, take a step back and, and see if what I'm saying is true. Go ahead, take a minute to think about it. Has, has your overall grocery bill gone up over the last three years? Has the cost of your electricity gone up over the last three years? Have overall prices gone up over the last three years? I'm not going to give you the answer. I want you to make up your own mind. But here, I will give you the answer to this one. Has rent gone up 18% over the last three years? And I'm here to tell you, rent has gone up. And part of that has been a condition of supply and demand. Now, I don't think that President Biden really had anything to do with rental prices going up. I don't think his economic policies had anything to do with rental prices going up, nor do I think President Trump did a whole lot to make rents go up. What I think has occurred is there is something called a scarcity of available product out there. What am I getting at? A scarcity of available product. A scarcity of available product means there are more people that desire housing than there is qualified housing for them to rent. That's what I'm getting at. Another side effect of what I think has occurred in the economy is that there are people that have gotten themselves a little bit underwater 
when it comes to owning real estate. And because they have gotten themselves into a position and maybe the economy forced it, I don't know, but maybe they can't afford the home they live in anymore. So they make a decision to sell the property. What do they do next? Well, they have two options. They can buy a smaller property that they can afford to live in, or they join the big pool of renters that are out there and they compete with those renters for the scarcity of available housing. Yeah, it's an economics thing. It's totally an economics thing. I, I can't, in my clear conscience, I cannot agree with former President Trump when he's saying that Biden caused rent increases because that's not the way I see it. I see it purely as supply and demand. Now, if, if anything, the economic policies that President Biden put into place actually impacts us as real estate owners. And here's why. Because the interest rates have ratcheted up. In other words, they, they have gone up. They've literally doubled since President Biden came into office. I was able to borrow money for my single family properties at 3.75% interest rate. In today's market, the same loan is offered to me at an interest rate of 8.25%. That's actually a little bit more than doubling. So some of you are thinking, well, right there, Al, there's, there's a primary reason why we should not be real estate investors. And I would tell you, that's really stinking thinking. Because when I work on a real estate asset, when I determine whether or not I want to buy a real estate asset, when I, when I talk to you guys about real estate deals, when I walk you through some of the mechanics of how to buy property, when I, when I talk to you about how do you analyze different properties, how do you pick the property that you want to go after, when I do all of that stuff, I am calculating in the fact that my loan is going to cost me 8.25%. So it's already baked into the pie, if you will. I already expect the cost to be higher. And as a result of that, if that cost blows the deal, I just won't do the deal. Now, I will tell you that the increased interest rate has not prevented me from doing any deals. That is not the reason why I choose not to do a deal. The reason I choose not to do a deal is because the deal does not pencil out. It does not make sense for me. So I don't do the deal. So why don't I do the deal? Don't, don't I have to get that piece of real estate in my portfolio? Well, not necessarily that particular piece of real estate. And here's what I'm getting at. There's not just one piece of real estate out there that you and I can go out and find. There are many opportunities out there. There's an abundance of real estate out there that you can buy. And with the current market conditions the way they are, there's actually less competition for us as real estate investors because now get this, people are afraid. People are afraid of buying a property for their own personal use because they're afraid of that higher interest rate. They are concerned that they don't have as much purchasing power as they did before. Now, why do they not have as much purchasing power? Because the majority of them also have a single source of income, and it usually comes as a result of them trading their time and talents for a paycheck. What I'm getting at is that your real problem is not the economy. Your real problem is not President Joe Biden. Your real problem is not former President Donald Trump. Your real problem is actually an income problem. You have an income problem. Now, how do I know this? 
Because if you are suffering from the fact that expenses are going up and you have no way to increase your income, I mean, you could go into your boss and you could ask for a raise. And then as you walk out of your boss's office and you hear the laughter in the background, you realize you're not going to get anywhere fast. So how do you increase your income? Now, some of you think, well, what I need to do is I need to do a side hustle. Okay, that may be the way to go. But I think the real result, the real thing that you need to look at is you need to look at becoming a real estate investor. Now, most of you, you don't have a clue. You don't know how to do this. And take it from me. As a guy that didn't know how to do this correctly, I was in your same boat. I was in the same camp. But check this out. Once I figured out how to do it, I got myself to a place of retirement in two years. I owe it to Lifestyles Unlimited. They taught me the roadmap that I follow. Now, when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk to you about the Federal Reserve System study on economic well-being of Americans. It's going to shock you. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook. Stay up to date on upcoming events, market trends, member stories, featured podcasts, real estate wisdom, and more. You can even join us a couple of times a month as we go live with our case study events right on Facebook from the comfort of your home. Get online and get in the know. Turn listening on the radio into participating in the community. Like and follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. The majority of you have a single source of income, and it usually comes as a result of you trading your time and talents for a paycheck. After all, that's the path to success that society told us to follow. With that paycheck, you pay for the normal expenses in life, such as Housing, food, clothing, a vehicle, maybe two vehicles, maybe more vehicles, or some other type of transportation-related cost. You pay for utilities. There's entertainment. we got to have our entertainment. We're Americans. We have to have our entertainment. And our entertainment isn't necessarily free. So the vast majority of Americans are actually falling behind when it comes to putting money aside for retirement. According to a Federal Reserve study, Many adults feel behind in their savings for retirement. Yeah, that's their conclusion, not mine. And even among those who have some savings, people commonly lack financial knowledge and are uncomfortable making investment decisions. And I'm real estate retired. I am completely retired. But I have been in your boat. I relied on a pension for my retirement and when I thought I retired for the first time in 2014, when I left the United States Army and I found that I was living off of one third of what I used to make, but my expenses didn't change, I had a financial Armageddon on my hands. It was the most difficult time in my life. Now, getting back to the Federal Reserve study, 60% of non-retirees with self-directed retirement savings accounts, such as a 401k or an IRA, have little or no comfort in managing their own investments. 
That also scares the bejeebers out of me. You think your financial planner is on your team and you think your financial planner has got your back. Well, I don't know if they do or they don't. But let's go back to that Federal Reserve study. On average, people answer fewer than three out of five basic financial literacy questions correctly with lower scores among those who are less comfortable managing their retirement savings. That scares me even more than the other two. That means you're not even sophisticated. What does that mean, sophisticated? Sophisticated means you have the knowledge to invest correctly. You're not educated as to what to do. So you've given up all control to somebody else. That's dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And the retirement system in America is definitely broken. It is definitely busted. But what about those unexpected expenses I was talking about? I actually haven't even talked about those yet. Let me say it again. But what about unexpected expenses? You know what those are, right? Those are the things that come out of nowhere and blindside you. Now, according to a recent bank rate survey, they found if you suddenly faced a $1,000 bill for an unexpected expense, only 39% of Americans would be able to pay for it. And get this, for those that can pay for it, guess where the money comes from? Comes out of their savings. And for some of you, that savings is a 401k or an IRA. That's scary. So you're already tapping into money that's supposed to be used for something else. Now, going back to the Federal Reserve System study, they state that a sizable share of adults say that they would struggle with a modest, unexpected expense. For example, they cite that 40% of adults, if faced with an unexpected expense of just $400, would either not be able to cover it or would cover it by selling something or borrowing money from somebody else. Over one-fifth of adults would not be able to pay all of their current month's bills in full. They would have more month at the end of their money. And over one-fourth of adults would skip necessary medical care due, due to being unable to afford the cost. So you've got a surgery coming up, and you can't afford it. So what do you do? You skip it. You deal with the pain. You deal with the illness. You deal with whatever you're dealing with. Do you need more convincing to find out that maybe what you're doing is ineffective? Okay, let me give you some more stats. According to the American Automobile Association, the average cost of a repair to a car is between 500 and 600 bucks, which as many as one in three drivers do not readily have available. But what about the medical bill? Even with health insurance and no expected changes to your health, an accident or sudden hospital visit can be expensive. Out-of-pocket expenses vary widely and can top $6,000 for medical services, according to the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation report. They went on to say this, as a result, more than one in four adults skipped medical care in the past year because of the prohibitive costs. Folks, that's dangerous. Oh, and, and how about this? 
Let's say you've got an air conditioner on your house. All of a sudden, that air conditioner is not producing enough cooling air. So what do you do is you call your AC guy, right? And your AC guy comes out and he goes, yeah, you're low on Freon. You go, oh, okay, but that's the problem. Go ahead and charge it up. And then your AC guy tells you that the air conditioning model that you have is outdated, that they are no longer able to provide Freon for that type of model. So your only option is to replace the entire HVAC system. Are you prepared to do that? Yeah. Yeah. What we're talking about right now is we're talking about dealing with the costs. Unexpected expenses can throw a wrench in your monthly budget, and everybody deals with them. Now, Bankrate, they suggest that you do the following things to prepare. They suggest that you start saving now. Build up an emergency fund. In other words, consider putting money aside on a regular basis into a savings account to help you prepare for the unexpected. Okay, that's, that's one approach. That's, that's not the approach I take, but, but that is one approach. As a matter of fact, it's an approach your financial planner has probably told you to take because your financial p- planner has probably told you that you need to build up a reserve of six months' worth of savings. What is the six months? The six months is the equivalent of six months of salary. How long is it going to take you to build up the equivalent of six months' worth of salary? Now you're starting to understand why most people don't build up six months' worth of salary because it seems like a bridge too far, right? And here's the other thing. What does it really pay you? Well, in today's market, it's, I guess it's paying up towards the 5%, you know, given what interest rates are doing. But that's only a 5% return, and it doesn't pay you any other way, unlike real estate. The second suggestion the bank rate makes is to take out a short-term money loan. After all, bank rate, well, they're a bank, right? And they make their money by loaning out other people's money that they have on deposit. So borrowing money, even $100, maybe $1,000 from a financial institution can help create a bridge over your unexpected expenses. But keep in mind, you have to pay the loan back. And remember, certain loans come with high interest rates. So be sure to ask your lender before committing to a loan. And to be honest with you, this suggestion makes guys like Dave Ramsey want to throw up in his mouth. Yeah, it does. Dave Ramsey doesn't even like this sort of stuff. But that's bank rate suggestion. You're wondering if they have any more suggestions? Well, they actually have a third suggestion. It's simply this. Cut your expenses as much as possible. Yeah. Start, start eliminating things in your life. In other words, they're suggesting that you limit your current lifestyle and might even be implying that you don't know how to manage your household budget. I think that's what they're implying. Now, CNBC published an article entitled 90% of Americans don't like to cook and it's costing them thousands of dollars each year. So what am I getting at? Okay. In that article, They said that making your own food, for example, may not seem like a lot, but the average household spends about $3,000 a year on eating out. Okay, that was likely before coronavirus, but but you get my point, right? Okay, and and we might actually be back to that point because I've noticed when I eat out, everybody's in the restaurants now, so I think we're past the whole coronavirus thing. But at the end of the day, that's still a big chunk of your disposable income, is it not? So do you start cutting back? I don't think so. I think that there is another way to approach this, which takes into account a way to prepare for your retirement 
as well as a way to pay for the unexpected expenses in your life. You want to you know what it's called? Well, Lifestyles Unlimited, we call it mailbox money. Or in today's digital age, maybe we should retitle it as notification money. What, what is that, you might ask? Well, mailbox money is the income streams you receive from correctly investing in real estate assets that provide you passive streams of income. And that's just one of the five different ways we make money with our real estate investments. And there's actually a sixth way that occurs only in multifamily properties that consist of five units or more. So what are these different ways we make money in real estate? Well, the first is cash flow. Our assets are poised to produce cash flow for us. How, how do you develop this cash flow? Well, the cash flow is developed by charging a rent, which is your income stream, and then paying the expenses associated with the asset, which is usually your taxes, your insurance, the principal on your note, the interest on your note. Now, I'm not going to even talk about maintenance expenses because when you become a Lifestyles Unlimited member, we're going to teach you something called best product at the best price, which attracts the best people. What am I getting at? Well, we're going to teach you how to take an asset and improve that asset so that anything that can go wrong, say in the next five years, you either fix it or you completely replace it. And by doing so, you take the maintenance requirement out of the property. And if something essentially goes wrong with the property, chances are that your resident that's living in the property, they broke it. And if, you know, if that's the case in my lease, it says they're responsible to pay for the repair. And I charge them for that repair. Now I will facilitate the repair because after all, it's my property, but guess who gets the bill? It's not me. It's them. And I make that very clear when I go over the lease with my residents when they first sign up, that everything is clean and functional and it's, it's all working properly. We actually walk through that property and we turn everything on. We make sure everything is working. Now, if it's a fair wear and tear thing, these things happen from time to time. I will, I will take responsibility for that. But how often do I get those phone calls? Like never. I, I think over, over the past, let me go back one, two, three, four, five years. Over the past five years, I have received two calls from my residents across all of my real estate properties. And in those calls, they asked for repairs. In one case, they broke it. They admitted to it. They paid for the expense. In another case, it was fair wear and tear. Something actually did actually wear out. And it was, it was justified that I pay for it. And I had no problems paying for it. But the reality of it is this, I don't worry about maintenance expenses when I'm doing my analysis for my cash flow, because once I pay the principal, the interest, the taxes, and the insurance, everything left over is cash flow. That cash flow comes into my checking account. It doesn't go into a 401k account. It doesn't go into an IRA account. It doesn't go into any of those government-sponsored savings accounts. And the reason for it is because they're not a part of those financial instruments. I don't want anything to do with those financial instruments because those financial instruments take all the control away from me. They tell me what I'm allowed to do with my money, and I think that's wrong. It's part of the reason they impose a 10% penalty on you if you try and take money out of those accounts, they're trying to, to dissuade you from touching the money because they don't think that you know what you're doing. Yeah, I, just, I said it. I said it. All right. So cash flow. Cash flow is king. 
And it's with that cash flow that comes in every month to my, my account that I'm able to live the lifestyle that I live. If I do have that unexpected expense, like the oil pan going out on my truck, I'm okay. I have cash flow that I can use to pay for that. How do you develop the cash flow? You go out and you buy assets. Where do you get the money from to buy the assets? Well, why don't you try looking at the money that you have sitting in that 401k or in that IRA? When's the last time that 401k or that IRA paid you any money? And if it pays anything, that money has to go right back into that account and you're not allowed to touch that money, right? Okay. If I, if I need to buy assets, I just generate money from all of my real estate assets. I set that money aside and then I use that money to buy yet another asset, which provides me even more cash flow. It's a beautiful thing. And then when I sell an asset, I usually have enough money from the sale of that asset that I can replace that asset with at least two like-kind properties to replace it. What does that do for my cash flow? Well, it tends to double it. But you still have an income problem. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there is a solution, and that solution is real estate. The solution begins with proper education. To get that proper education, what you need to do is you need to become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. That's what I did, and it solved my problem. It taught me everything that I need to know. And if you want to do what I'm doing, if you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for that free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.